welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson. Today I'm all by myself, but that's all right, all right, all right. Today we are talking rookies but not specifically just rookies. Um, today we're going to answer some Twitter questions, and we're going to go over uh, an expert rookie mock draft that I'm partaking in with the, some of the industry's uh, best dynasty minds out there today. Uh, two rounds of that, going to cover that for you as well, let you know where we stand two rounds in, and uh, some of my quick analysis of that as well, since we are only one week away, technically eight days away, from the NFL draft which will shake up all your rookie boards, which will change your mind on a lot of these players. And one thing I learned, I had picked 111 in this rookie draft. What I learned at being a 111 is if I had a top 10 pick, I feel really comfortable with the players I could select here. I feel like any pick after pick 10 for me, I picked at 11, but there's one guy, Derek Henry, who went before me that wouldn't really want but I still feel comfortable with them but everybody after that is kind of in the same boat so even if you have pick 110 I feel totally comfortable sliding back there if it's possible to get a couple seconds now of course you have to have somebody in your league that has a couple seconds to do that but at the same time everybody's kind of up in there now there's some players I like more than others but again they're all kind of in the same basket but at the same time when the NFL draft comes next week, I think it will really give us some more clarity on some of these players. I mean, there's such a wide, varying opinion on these guys, the running backs especially. Uh, I tweeted out earlier in the week that, to me, so many people have different opinions on these running backs. Zeke's a clear-cut number one, but from there, opinions change. Uh, it's mostly Derrick Henry, Alabama, and Kenneth Dixon. And for me, it's I'll take Kenneth Dixon in that slot, but most people are going to take Derrick Henry. So after that, you have just a handful of running backs that are all varying on opinions between guys. I know a lot of people like Jordan Howard from Indiana. I'm not really a huge fan of his. Uh, his tape is just, eh, you know, could he be good? Yeah. Could he not be good? Most likely. Uh, doesn't seem like a star to me. I guess, but uh, David Johnson didn't really shoot up a star. Even though that was a guy had, you know, David Johnson, looking back, he did have three consecutive years of 1,000 yards, uh, speed, catching the ball was all his, you know, solid attributes when you look at his notes for David Johnson, and I guess you could see the potential there. And the same thing with Jordan Howard. It's just there's other guys I would take ahead of him. But uh, let's get into it. Let's get into that first. Let's get into this rookie uh, mock draft, and I'll let you know who made the selections and where they're from and how we're tr- how how it's shaping up right now. After that, we'll get into some Twitter questions, and then that'll be it. That'll be our uh, that'll be the show until we get into next week, which will be the day before the NFL draft. Matt will be back. Um, and also we will do be doing a MMFL tag giveaway. Why not? We said last week we will give one away, so let's let's give one of those bad boys away, shall we? Uh, we'll do it at the end of the show, though. So stay tuned for your chance to win an MFL 10, courtesy of MyFantasyLeague.com, your go-to source for hosting your fantasy leagues. 
mostly Dynasty. That's where it's at. And also, you can play any M- MFL 10s that you like on that site. So, this uh, rookie mock draft was started by Dynasty Trade Calculator, uh, Riley Blymaster over there uh, for the site. And he got some of the industry's best out here uh, to conduct it. And let's get into it. So, with the first pick, it was Tim Torch, uh, our own Tim Torch, one of our rankers and one of our top writers for the site. And this pick, this pick was chalk. He took Zeke Elliott. Clear as day, Zeke's going to go number one in just about every single draft you have. Uh, even if you run a two QB Superflex League, Zeke's still going one here. So next pick, Matt Harmon was on the clock from NFL.com. He took Laquan Treadwell. Again, for me, that should still be chalk. He should still be the number two uh, selection here. He's To me, he's, he's the top receiver in the draft. Yes, Josh Dotson has possibly higher upside, but Treadwell to me is just a guaranteed guaranteed good fantasy football player for years to come. Next pick on the clock was Riley Blymaster again from DTC, DynastyTradeCalculator.com, and he took Josh Dotson. Again, the, the, these top picks in your draft are going to be pretty much chalk. I think even your dra- draft selection is not going to change too much. Now, I can see where you know Treadwell gets drafted somewhere you know, like the Browns or another team in that kind of category that isn't a great quarterback. Maybe Josh Dodson lands in Cincinnati. Maybe you'll want to take Dodson just because of the situation there. That's fine. Again, even Corey Coleman, maybe he lands somewhere as well. Maybe Corey Coleman lands in with the Giants and he's offset by uh, Odell Beckham. And you're like, you know what? I'm taking Corey Coleman here. I feel like this is a great spot. I don't think it's the end of the world. I think it's Dotson, Coleman, and Treadman as the clear-cut guys here uh, for being one, two, three, pretty much in that order, and that's and that's fine. So I don't think if you take any of those guys higher than the other, it's it's that much of a reach where maybe you'd like that guy's position a little bit more, and you'll take that offset in talent. So, so Dotson goes to Riley here at number pick one, three. Nathan Powell is up next from at DLF. And uh, he took Corey Coleman. Again, we're talking chalk here. So right after those four picks, this is where it starts to get, okay, who do I like? What situation do I like? And I feel after these picks here, maybe a running back kind of squeezes his way in here. Running backs always boost themselves up. So a guy like Derrick Henry is probably going to bust into this top four in a lot of your rookie drafts, as well as, Maybe Kenneth Dixon. Maybe Kenneth Dixon surprises everybody. He is the second running back off the board, and he squeaks his way into this top four. One of these running backs is likely going to squeeze their way into your top four. But as of today, this is how it played out with our guys. Uh, and the next selection was by Josh of DTC, and he took Leonte Carew. So he went receiver here above all the other receivers, and Carew is going to be somebody that, could go higher in NFL draft. He has some off the field issues that I'm not really too worried about. But this guy has tremendous hands, big, solid receiver. Again, could be an awesome wide receiver too for years to come. So Leonte Carew goes number five. After this, you have Marcus. He owns footballology.com. He takes Derrick Henry. Again, I'm not taking Derrick Henry here. Uh, he would slap out, slide out of the top 10 for me. Again, I just see a touchdown-dependent running back here. I'm not, I'm not going to go that route. I play in PPR leagues. I'm taking Kenneth Dixon ahead of him every time. Next on the clock, you have Nick Whalen from DLF. 
And Nick took Michael Thomas. Now, this is a pick I like. But again, Michael Thomas, if he ends up on the Browns, I can see people saying, hey, 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 hey. You know what, Mike? I'll wait till the second round and grab the other Mike Thomas because right now you're on the Browns. That's not really too sexified in my opinion. So let's uh let's move on and take somebody that I like, like Sterling Shepard maybe here instead. But Michael Thomas is somebody, again, that I'm really intrigued on. You know, Keyshawn Johnson's his uncle. He's got those bloodlines. He played at the greatest college football program that I've ever seen. And the upside is really there. He really intrigues me. He has the potential to be one of those top receivers in this draft class. And getting him this late in the draft, I, th- I feel like that's really good value. But again, this is where he's going to go consistently, possibly even later in your draft. Definitely if he falls somewhere, somewhere like the Browns, I could people see people pass on him pretty easily. But remember, bad football teams get better. This is dynasty. It's for the long haul. So a bad situation now can turn into a great situation later. Uh, good players transcend bad teams. Remember, most players get drafted to bad teams. Definitely if they're really, really good and they get selected really, really high. Uh, so next was Ryan McDowell of DLF. We all know Ryan, uh, the ADP guru. And he takes Tyler Boyd. Like to pick there again. Everybody's down on Tyler Boyd. They don't see superstar. Again, I see a consistent, solid NFL player in Tyler Boyd. He was consistent in school at Pitt. This is a guy that broke some Larry Fitz records. Tyler Boyd is, he went from being one of the top tier dynasty rookie picks back at the end of the season to drop in to mid to late first round in rookie draft mocks right now. And it's going to be interesting to see where he goes in the NFL. But I would love to see Tyler Boyd offset on a really good receiver. I don't want to see him be the number one. I want to see him offset. I mean, Tyler Boyd kind of reminds me of like the Keenan Allen. Like Keenan Allen was a stud at the end of the year. And then like he kind of dropped in your rookie mocks to either very late first or very high second round. And Keenan Allen is just one of those guys that we thought was going to be really good. But there's a lot of question marks on Keenan Allen at the same time as well. And turned out now Keenan Allen, to me, is one of the top premier dynasty receivers in all football. So am I going to say Tyler Boyd's Keenan Allen? No, but I feel I had the same feeling about Tyler Boyd right now going into these rookie drafts, which is still anywhere from three to four weeks away, that I do about Keenan Allen. I feel like people are kind of sleeping on him just because he doesn't do anything explosively well he doesn't he doesn't just pop out on the boards he just when you even watch the tape just kind of like okay he's a good receiver in college will that transcend to the pros and again i'm a believer in tyler boyd i think he's gonna find some success in nfl and if he could turn out to be a wide receiver too for your fantasy league that's tremendous value um, next up was Corey evans of course our Corey evans of dynastynerds.com he takes sterling shepherd great pick here great pick this late as well then we had Dynasty Professor on the clock of DTC. Also writes some for uh, our site, DynastyNerds.com. And he takes Kenneth Dixon. I was up next here, and I was praying that Dixon would fall to me. Praying. That's who I really wanted. I would take him, I would take him probably ahead of uh, Tyler Boyd and Sterling Shepard, to be honest with you. So I get sniped there. Puts me in a clock. And I'm literally sitting there going, well, actually, what I did was I took Leontay Carew, not realizing what was going on. And, uh, but he was already taken. So I was that guy in this draft. So I'm sitting there 
and I'm looking at the rest of the guys that are on the board, and I I find myself not really happy with anybody that was left. A lot of guys I like, you know, I like Mike Thomas out of Southern Miss a lot. I like Paul Perkins from UCLA. I think this would be a solid uh, PPR running back. And, I mean, that's what it really came down to. I'm not, again, Devontae Booker's knee for me, just not cutting it. Jonathan Williams, maybe a little bit too high here for me. Alex Collins, maybe a little bit too high here for me. But those are the guys I'm kind of thinking of right there. So, you know, if I felt my, I felt like when I was thinking about this pick was, if I'm in a rookie draft right now, I'd love to move down. I would just love to move down maybe like five spots, even six spots. Is there somebody here? Hopefully somebody's on that Will Fuller train. Hopefully Will Fuller gets taken in the first round, and somebody's like, you know what? I need that guy. He's a first-round NFL pick. I want that guy. I need a receiver. Maybe somebody at the, you know, right there in the middle of the second round. And I'd love to even, if I can flip this pick straight up for a first-round pick in 17, I am doing it. And I don't, and I don't take any rookie here. I'm okay with that. I'll wait another year. You're already at the end of the draft. You have a solid team already. Uh, maybe get a first next year and maybe try and pick up a third if you can. But even if you just flip it for a 17 first, at this point, I feel really comfortable with that. Just because, well, there's a lot of guys here that I like now. I feel like some of these guys are just, I, think, I feel like a majority of these guys are just not going to pan out and be the guys that we really want them to be. Of course, some might be superstars. It's possible. But none enough where I'm going to with extreme confidence. Now, again, maybe the NFL draft is going to change that. This pick may become more value valuable with the NFL draft solidifying some of these guys' spots on position. But as of today, a week before the NFL draft, I look at this and I'm like, eh, you know, I could I can do without this. You know, I can make my team my team can carry on. Not a big deal. But I went with Paul Perkins. You know, the short end of the story is I took Paul Perkins, UCLA. Still feel good about it. To me, he was the best player available. Uh, a solid PPR running back. Like a lot of things about Paul Perkins. We'll love him more in the right situation, and he has a clear cut to play in time. Next was Carl Safdick of Dynasty One, and Carl took Jared Goff. And he just said he's probably going to be the first pick in the NFL draft. There's no reason not to take him. And again, you need a quarterback there, or you just feel like he's the best player available long-term, and you're going to get long-term value out of a quarterback. You can't argue the pick. Again, would I have taken him? Likely not, but there's no reason where Goff can't fall in the category of these guys as well. Some people sleep on quarterbacks a little bit too much. You know, it happened in our draft with Cam Newton. Everybody kind of slept on the quarterback situation a little bit too much. Cam actually slipped to the second round and look at Cam now. Arguably the number one dynasty quarterback. Arguably. So we get into the second round. Uh, Tim took Will Fuller. Of course, we all know I hate to pick. I am not taking Will Fuller in any drafts. He is completely off my board. His hands are too small. He drops 10% of his balls. He's going to be the most inconsistent guy for your fantasy team. You will not be able to start him. He will be, you know, Ted Ginn Jr. He's going to be Mike Wallace, a guy that will catch, you know, an 80-yard ball for a touchdown and put up 25 points in one week. And then the next week, he's going to score you six points. Then he'll score you four points. Then he's going to score another 25 points. He's going to be that kind of guy, somebody that you cannot rely on. And again, you want to have somebody that, can produce for you on a consistent basis you know ability is great but i need points i need points every single week i need to count on you i don't want to be 
get into the playoffs and saying, whoa, I hope Will Filler catches one of those 90-yard bombs this week. Oh, he didn't. Crap. I just lost by two points. Damn you, Will Fuller. I should have listened to Rich on Dynasty Nerds podcast. Well, yeah, you're right. You should have listened. So, again, I don't care if he, where he goes in the NFL draft. He'll help somebody. He'll help an NFL team way more than he'll help your Dynasty team. And I'm standing by that. Sure am. Same thing about the, uh, you know, Philip, Philip Dorsett. People are like, oh, Philip Dorsett. We kept saying, why? He does not belong here in this first round. Now, again, it's just been a year. It's way too early to throw the cannon, but I, I feel like we're going to be right about that one as well. So next, Matt took CJ Precise. Again, another running back that maybe I'm sleeping on a little bit too much. Um, somebody tweeted at me saying, hey, I think you guys are sleeping on CJ Precise too much. He did get better. His last year was better, even though he didn't play much. And he converted uh, before that. And I did go back and watch a little bit more tape on Precise. And I do, I see the talent there. I want to see where he lands. Again, he's somebody where I, I want to see land. He, he's somebody who can jump up boards here. And again, I don't see anything overly special about CJ Precise. But Matt Harmon of NFL.com, well, he does. And he takes him here with the second overall pick in the second round. Next, Riley took Mike Thomas' Southern Miss. Then we had Nate take Jordan Howard. Then we had Josh take Richard Higgins. And then Marcus took Braxton Miller. And then Nick took Devontae Booker. Now, here's, here's a big drop-off from where you see Devontae Booker was going before, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, Devontae Booker was a consensus, like, first-round rookie pick. Now Devontae falls all the way down to the mid later mid half of the first round. Now, again, these are all guys that study dynasty fantasy football every single day. These are guys that know what they're talking about. These are guys that put the time in. And Devontae's he's slipping because same thing when Matt and I did that rookie mock draft and I kind of told him I didn't like that pick when he took him. Age, knee injuries, uh just a big concern when it comes to a running back where you feel like, one, he has to contribute on his team early, even to have any value, but the shelf life is just not there. And some people are looking like they just might want to gamble later in the draft. And that's how I feel about Booker. Again, I want to see where he lands, but I just don't feel like, I feel like I can take a chance elsewhere. You know, for me, I can feel like maybe I'll take Jonathan Williams, you know, or maybe I'll take somebody like, Alex Collins. A little bit more, maybe possibly in some eyes a risk, but definitely a higher upside there. So Devontae Booker slips. Next up, Ryan took Malcolm Mitchell. Again, a receiver that I like out of Georgia. He's somebody that, you know, he has speed. He has some talent. I like it. Uh, I think him, I think he's a riser. Of course, everybody's talking about Kiaris Garrett right now. Uh, he's, I think Matt Harmon called him the unicorn in our draft. He went with the first pick or the second pick in the third round. He won't be in this mock draft, but Kyrus Garrett did go with the second pick in the third round. He's a hot name right now. Uh, but Malcolm Mitchell goes to Ryan McDowell. Next score, he took Farrell Cooper, uh, a solid receiver, a U- USC, but just somebody who I see is just a solid receiver. Could be an, could be a nice wide receiver three. So getting to end back end of round two. Not too shabby. Next up was Dynasty Professor. He took Jonathan Williams, running back. 
and then I took his classmate right behind him and Alex Collins. I feel like the professor and I got really good value here with Jonathan Williams and Alex Collins. I don't see both these guys fall on this slate by the time your rookie draft comes along. I like both of them. I think they both can be solid NFL running backs. Uh, I actually like their upside significantly more than a lot of these guys. I'd, I'd move both of these guys to the very high second round. But here they are sitting for both of us at the end of the second round. And then it went Carson Wentz to Carl. So Carl ended up taking Jared Goff and Carson Wentz, uh, likely the one-two picks in the NFL draft. Again, I think Carl's comment was people sleep on quarterbacks way too often. Uh, not the way I would go, but at the same time, this is a team where he's picking, if you look at the strategy, where he's taking just best player available. He just won the championship. He has time to sit on these guys and maybe get value down the road. Again, I wouldn't do it, but I never have a problem taking best player available. So that's it. That was the expert mock draft that that's actually still going on right now. It's a four-round rookie mock draft. If you want to follow around and see all the picks, uh, it's under hashtag DTC rookie mock 11. Hashtag DTC rookie mock 11. That's where we're doing it right now. Uh, you can follow around with the rest of the picks. Again, it is a four-round rookie mock draft. So to recap, it went Laquan Treadwell, Josh Dotson, Corey Coleman, Leontay Carew, Derek Henry, Michael Thomas, OSU, Tyler Boyd, Sterling Shepard, Kenneth Dixon, Paul Perkins, Jared Goff, Will Fuller, CJ Precise, Mike Thomas, Southern Miss, Jordan Howard, Richard Higgins, Braxton Miller, Devontae Booker, Malcolm Mitchell, Farrow Cooper, Jonathan Williams, Alex Collins, Carson Wentz. Those are your top 24 picks in an expert rookie mock draft from a whole bunch of sites thrown together, giving you their expert opinion. So hopefully that might give you a, a little bit of idea of where these guys are going a week before the NFL draft. And again, it's good to see where guys are before the NFL draft and where they go before people do change their mind on some of these guys, where opinions are going to change because of where player lands. Know where these players are valued beforehand. Then when they drop, you say, why did they drop? Why are they here where they are now when people love this guy beforehand? Because a lot of those guys will still pan out. You, sometimes you just can't let the NFL draft just change your opinion that much uh, on some guys. You don't, want, you don't want their draft slot to, to really push them up your boards drastically. When everybody before that, even some of the experts were saying, hey, this guy has flaws here, here, and here. Because, again, you know, ex- even these NFL guys that get paid millions of dollars aren't right all the time. Actually, they're wrong a lot. Just ask the Cleveland Browns. They're wrong every single time. So let's move on. Let's get to some of your awesome Twitter questions. Um, Again, at the end of the show, I will be giving away an MFL 10 spot. We have 10 of those to give away. It's basically a free $10, uh, which will be on uh, myfantasyleague.com. Also, I want to give a shout-out if you are looking to start a new Dynasty League up to our friends at realitysportsonline.com. Use the promo code NERDS10. That's promo code NERDS10. And they'll give you 10% off your league. That's pretty sweet, man. Free cash. Love it. I love free cash. So let's get into some of these Twitter questions, shall we? First one comes from at SeanHockey2. Says, if Treadwell gets drafted by Minnesota, does his value drop below Dotson? You know, if he goes to Cincy, Houston, the Giants potential. Again, I talked about that earlier. 
sometimes that that's going to happen between these top receivers. I, I don't think it's anything wrong. I don't think it's anything crazy. Uh, nothing that overly say anything about. But Treadwell, to me, is still the number one receiver. Maybe if Dotson went to the Giants, that, that kind of changed me a little bit. If he went to Cincy, I'm not going overly crazy there because, again, if Dotson goes to Cincy, Andy Dalton's, who's a top-tier dynasty quarterback in a couple, you know, multiple years, you still have A.J. Green there, who's still going to be the number one. So, to me, Treadwell, he has Stephon Diggs, but he'd be the number one touchdown receiver there. And I don't think Teddy's, you can write off Teddy that much to say, hey, that's a huge downgrade there. So, I think it's going to come to personal choice. If you like him in a situation better, like I said earlier, that there's no problem with that. And I'd have no problem with somebody taking Dotson or Coleman just because of where they went in the NFL draft, and you think that's a better position for him. But if Treadwell goes to Minnesota, the thing you want to think about there, same thing with a place like Cleveland, he would be the number one receiver there. He's going to see the most targets. He's going to get the most receptions most likely. And again, he's a big, strong receiver. So think touchdowns. Touchdowns are huge. Touchdowns are worth six points. Touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. They win you championships. I can't get enough of them. I really can't. So then we have MD Kimball 17 ask, who are good options to target at the end of the first and second rounds, running back or receiver? So hopefully that rookie mock draft kind of gave you an ideal idea there and to let you know who you're kind of going after. So again, I took Perkins at the end of the first round. You know, it, Ken Dixon's in there right ahead of me, and I feel like if I have pick, pick 10, Ken Dixon's on the board, and he's the last player in a tier for me, then I'm trying to move up to 10 and see what I can get to get Ken Dixon. Can I give you my third to move up one spot to get Ken Dixon? Guy probably would look me nine and say, whoa, whoa, no, whoa. That's not enough. But I'm trying to move him up there. But if not, the guys I'm targeting, again, at the end of the first round, Paul Perkins, I like Jonathan Williams, Alex Collins, Mike Thomas from Southern Miss, uh, Braxton Miller I like as well. So those are guys that I'm personally targeting at the end of the first round. End of the second round, I got Alex Collins. I got John, you know Jonathan Williams was there. So if those guys are there, obviously I'm targeting them at the end of the second round. Right now, for me, it's guys like at the end of, this, at the, end of the second round this year in 2016, I'm thinking upside. So I'm thinking guys like Malcolm Mitchell. Kyrus Garrett, some off Braxton Miller's there. I'd take Devontae Booker if he's there at the end of the, uh, end of the second round. So guys like that, you know, at the end of the second round this year, I feel like you might as well just shoot for the stars and go, go big, take the upside. Because otherwise, some of these safe guys, even guys like Richard Higgins, who I like, who I feel safe, uh, the upside's not really there. So next question comes from at Derek Hall, 85. Everyone seems to be down on Devontae Parker. I recently traded 1-6, 1-8, 2-8, and Lockett for 1-2, 2-2, and Parker. What do you think? That's a lot. That's a lot to give up. But I like the Parker side significantly more, Derek. Uh, you gave up 1-6. You gave up 1-8 and 2-8. I think giving up 1-6 and 1-8 and 2-8, that's completely offset by getting a one two and two two. Alright? So you're getting Treadwell or you're getting, you know, Dotson Coleman right there. And two two, you're getting somebody like Mike Thomas. I think getting two two and one two 
is the clear winner of getting one six and two eight and one eight. So there's that. And then you gave up Tyler Lockett, who I like in Seattle, it was definitely with some upside. But Devontae Parker destroys that side of the trade. So Derek, you win that trade by miles upon miles upon miles, in my opinion. And Devontae Parker, it varies. I'm in a uh, expert dynasty league that it's, it's it consists of all the major sites you know the x and y's podcast dlf uh uth uh, dynasty football warehouse it's 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 just all the major guys from each website and we're in this dynasty league together and i actually just last week tried to get Devonte parker because i think i thought the same thing people were kind of down on Devonte parker as well and I think his upside is through the roof. I'm a huge fan of Derek uh, Devontae Parker. I love his 80-inch wingspan. I love his hands. I love that he's going to be the focal point there in Miami. I love how he's a tall guy on the roster. Again, he, he had an injury with the foot uh, throughout the season. But when it started to heal, you really saw at the end of the season what he can be like. And to me, Devontae Parker, if he is down, is a buy low. Now, Chad Parsons of UTH owns Devontae Parker in our league, and I tried to get him. And he wants, and let me know what you think of this, actually, on Twitter, because as of right now, I think I'm going to say no, but he wants my pick 1-4, my pick 2-4, and I think my 17, in my 2017 first, and Derek Carr for De- Devontae Parker. That's a little bit too much, in my opinion. I I haven't said no, but uh, to me it's it's a no. But I really like Devonte Parker. I think he senses that. But I really do like Devonte Parker. I think to me, he's definitely a top fifteen dynasty receiver going to his second year as of today. Uh, next comes from at Stitz JC two John Stitz. He says, "What is Keenan Allen's value? I sent two thousand sixteen one three and two thousand seventeen first. Another owner owner said I was crazy." Well, Stitz, I'd say you're crazy too. To me, two first-round picks, one three in this draft, getting another receiver. So if you offer one three, you have to take a receiver there anyways because you have to offset your Keenan Allen loss. So now you're hoping that Josh Dotson or Corey Coleman or possibly Treadwell turns into Keenan Allen. And then a 17 first, it's a nice, it's a nice pick, but still you have to kind of offset what you've lost there. I wouldn't do it. I think Keen Allen, again, Keen Allen to me is a top 10 dynasty receiver right now, top 12, uh, which puts him as a wide receiver one. I think two gambles on rookie picks is just not enough. I need a receiver back plus that one three uh, is what I would need. I need somebody with some upside there as well. So to me, I would not accept that trade either. One three in 2017 first is not enough for Keen Allen. This is a guy that's going to catch a ton of footballs if he stays healthy. He's going to finish as a wide receiver one there in San Diego. And Mike McCoy's offense, I think I think Keen Allen is somebody that people sleep on sometimes as a top-tier receiver. Next comes from at J underscore Madrid 11. What plus Devontae Freeman is equal to Todd Gurley? Same thing for what plus Cobb is equal to Alshon. So the Devontae Freeman equal to Gurley, I'd want Devontae Freeman. I want a top six rookie pick in 16, and I want your 2017 first as well. So the 17 first, you have a really strong rookie running back class, but it's a gamble because I don't know where that selection is going to be. 
I want a top six pick this year, so I can gamble on one of these top tier guys in this draft. And then I want Devontae Freeman for Todd Gurley. Now, is that a lot? Yeah, but that's what it's going to take to get Todd Gurley. Uh, Todd Gurley is right now the number one dynasty running back in all of football. Again, those guys, you have to overpay. You're not just even going to get those guys for fair value. You're not getting Odell Beckham for fair value. You have to overpay for those guys. Why? Because they're about as sure things as you possibly get. And Todd Gurley is a sure thing. If he stays healthy, he's the number one running back, you know, for years to come. Some years, maybe, you know, Devontae Freeman PBR leagues might outscore him. But again, Todd Gurley didn't play all of last year. Maybe Ezekiel Elliott does. Maybe Le'Veon Bell does. But you know you're having, you're going to get a top-tier, consistent fantasy producer. So you got to overpay. Now, Randall Cobb for Alshon Jeffrey. I think that's a little bit less. I bet you can probably give up Cobb in like a late first this year to get Alshon. Now, Jordy Nelson's coming back. And Randall Cobb needs Jordy Nelson to be successful. Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb with that body type and the way he plays, he's not a number one receiver. So you can press him, you can be on top of him, and you can kind of shut down his fantasy production, as we saw last year. So he needs another receiver offset him. And maybe if Jordy Nelson goes down, maybe Devontae Adams can step up in that place. He wasn't consistent last year, but Devontae Adams can kind of help that as well. So I think the price difference isn't too great there. I'll still take Alshon, but I do feel like Randall Cobb, even though I'm a Cobb snob, we all know this if you listen to the podcast for a while, is a nice possibly buy low guy right now. That production's probably going to jump in 2016 with a healthy Jordy. Uh, and I think that often, even with Eddie Lacy coming back looking much slimmer and ready to have a big year in his contract year, I think Randall Cobb's going to have a nice 2016. Next run comes from at Arunastana. Do you guys still believe in Devontae Adams? Would you ship for 2-2 in a 16 rookie draft? That's funny. That comes right after that pick. I still like Devontae Adams. Uh, he's somebody, you know, again, he, he was playing with uh, Derek Carr there. Had the most touchdowns in college, I believe, coming out of his rookie draft last year. And I think 2-2, I would definitely ship 2-2 for him. I think the upside is still there. Jordy Nelson's just a year older. I feel Devontae Adams. Again, some players, sometimes you have these rookies and people don't produce for you right away and people are just ready to cast them off. And Devontae Adams, even though this is going to be his third year in, this is the year we want to see a big step forward for Devontae Adams. So, again, I feel like Devontae Adams is worth the risk here just as much as somebody as C.J. Precise is. So, for me, I feel comfortable taking the number three receiver in Green Bay over number two, too. That's just me. I, I, I take Devontae Adams here. Not a problem with that. Next one comes from at MG Goylers. The one rookie you want in all your leagues, who you will reach for if necessary, your rookie crush. Well, <laughs> that's easy. That's Zeke Elliott. Uh, I think, again, he's something that you can, I'd want to overpay for because, again, I believe he's going to be a top three dynasty rookie running back for a very long time. I think he is the stud of all studs. I feel him in the same category as Todd Gurley. Throw him in there. Doesn't get hurt. He's always healthy. Le'Veon Bell gets hurt every year. Todd Gurley has an ACL injury. Again, I still love those guys as well, but Zeke Elliott's my crush. He's a super crush. He's the lone superstar in this draft class that I'm 100% sure is going to be great. And again, I like Michael Thomas. I like Laquan Treadwell. I like Josh Dotson. I like Corey Coleman. I like Ken Dixon. 
those are the guys I really like in this draft. Uh, so after that, those are the guys that I feel like, okay, that's who I want. Next one comes from at Coach Martin 3. Who are the players trending that I should avoid to make my final push at the top? I have, I have Philip Rivers. I have Julio Jones. I have Antonio Brown. I have T.Y. Hilton. I have Todd Gurley and AP and Kobe Fleener. Well, it's a pretty damn good squad you have there. So players that are trending that I should avoid. I don't know. Derrick Henry. I'm avoiding him. Again, Will Fuller. I'm, avo- I'm avoiding him. I think that question will be answered more after the rookie draft. We're going to get into that. We'll do an episode of guys that are flying up the boards now because of the, where they are and why they should not be. So that's a, that's a good question. It'd be a great question for after the draft. Next one comes from Michael Higgins at Shownuff BHZ. The Chargers can select Tunsil. How, how can that help Melvin Gordon's stock? I own him. Le'Veon Bell, Kevin White, AJ Green, Cooper, no. Well, your receiver core is absolutely disgusting, and that should help you right there. With Melvin Gordon, if they take Tunsil, who is supposed to be the pick, I feel like they have two solid tackles with Barksdale, and I feel like they, they need, and I believe Tunsil is a, a good pass rushing or a pass protector tackle instead of a run blocking tackle. I feel like they could use better guards there for run blocking. Again, this is something they're going to focus on. I, I feel like that's something they may address in the second round of the draft if they pass on Tunzel. But they do need offensive line help. That thing was just a rotation of people. They, I think they had the, probably the most offensive line changes in NFL history last year, which does not help Melvin Gordon's stock. Again, everybody's sleeping on Melvin Gordon because his year was awful last year. And it was. His value has dropped significantly. But again, a buy low. I'd maybe try and buy Melvin Gordon for a late first-round pick this year if it's possible. But again, he's somebody that they have to address that offensive line. They need Keenan Allen back. Uh, they can use another receiver on that roster, which they did just sign Travis Benjamin. So I think Melvin got it. I don't think it's just Tunsil alone. I don't think tackle's the problem there. Uh, will it help? A little bit. Definitely if he can get outside. But I don't think Tunsil, them taking Tunsil doesn't overly excite me about Melvin Gordon. It'd be getting really good run blocking guard there uh, that it'd give me a little bit more excited. And obviously not with pick three in the draft, but that's what I'm looking for the Chargers to do to help me with Melvin Gordon. But I'm still excited about Melvin Gordon going next year regardless uh, what they do at tackle. Again, Travis Benjamin uh, and a healthy Keenan Allen is going to help that. And then what, as well as the team saying, we need to get Melvin Gordon going in 2016. Next question, Greg at underscore Wharton asks, why is everybody down on Tyler Boyd? I addressed that earlier in the mock draft. It's just something that he doesn't do everything well. I think they don't see the high upside there. I still see a wide receiver two there. I still like Tyler Boyd. Next one comes from at Colin Cassidy at Shuby618. Here's my question. What the F is Josh Gordon thinking? Colleen, you know we addressed that last week in, ep- in last week's episode. Him kicking with Johnny Manziel, even at Coachella. Uh, Johnny looking like some raggedy hipster out there. Uh, he's never playing again. And I don't know what Josh Gordon's thinking. It looks like right now, I don't know. I don't know what that guy's thinking. He should not be hanging out with Johnny Manziel uh, on a consistent basis, showing up in all these places. Again, he could do whatever he wants, and that's what he probably thinks. So he's not doing anything wrong, but it's not what he thinks. It's what Roger Goodell thinks. His dynasty value is well is slipping. Next from, comes from the at 12th underscore ball. Went wide receiver heavy in my startup. Evans, Sammy, Devontae Parker, Floyd, Perriman, 
My running backs are CJ, Crow, K. Will. I got the one, two, and one, three. Trade for a running back or stay put. Trade for a running back. Uh, if not, take one of those with the picks. But those are going to be two highly coveted receivers. What I would love to try and do is take that one, two, one, three, and maybe try and package uh, Michael Floyd, try to get to one, one, and take Ezekiel Elliott there. Uh, but I would try and move up to one, one. If not, take those one, two, one, three. Uh, if there's a running back that you really love there at one, three, take them. But maybe move down a little bit in your draft, pick up some more, uh, some more assets there, and take some of these running backs so you can get like a Kenneth Dixon at like five, and keep one of those picks and take one of the receivers. Anyways, again, you still want to take the best player available. You don't want to reach because you could trade those guys down the road. If you take a Laquan Treadwell and Josh Dotson there, and they both turn into studs, you can then flip, you know, Sammy Watkins or Mike Evans for a really good running back, one of the top three running backs. You can probably get, you know, you might be able to get Le'Veon Bell off somebody for Sammy Watkins. That's why you take best player available because you can always flip them for what you want later. If you have need, don't reach because you can flip the asset, the quality asset for a quality player down the road. And again, just because you can't think of it as saying, hey, I'm taking Laquan Treadwell here, and Laquan Treadwell turns out to be really well, but you're not getting the value for him. If he's putting up same production as somebody like a Mike Evans, and Mike Evans is the higher ranked guy, then you can turn, in turn turn Mike Evans into the player that you want. If I have back-to-back picks, I'm probably keeping one of those, trying to slip, move down the draft, pick up another second-round pick, uh, and draft two running backs there. So say you have pick one, three. Say at two, you stay put, take the receiver that you like out of there, out of Treadwell, Dotson, and Coleman. Then you take three for the guy that wants that receiver badly, and you move back to about pick six, seven, eight, right around that category. You could probably get Derrick Henry. You probably get Ken Dixon there and get a quality running back while picking up their second. So, and then the, the sixth pick in the second round, you could take a guy like Jordan Howard, CJ Precise, Jonathan Williams, Alex Collins. There'll be another running back there too. So, you address the need by taking two running backs to there instead of just the one at one three, and you have a better chance of hitting on that. And then if you hit on both of them, well, then you're golden. It was a great move. So that's a, that's the strategy I'd be going into pick one three. Next one comes from at Big Mike uh, at Luminati eleven. What are your thoughts on Derek Carr? Does he take the leap this year? Does he become elite? Uh, also, also do Melvin Gordon, Amir Abdullah, Devontae Parker take off in year two? I think Devontae Parker certainly takes off in year two. Uh, I think Amir Abdullah is going to be a quality PPR running back there in Detroit. Uh, I think that's where he's going to stand. They'll have a possibility of moving up to, you know, a high-end running back too. But I think Melvin Gordon and Mary Abdullah are definitely a risk. I'll take Gordon over Abdullah. I think Gordon can take the step next year, uh, but we need to see it, and we need to see it early. And for Derek Carr, I think he's already solidified himself already this early in the draft that he's going to be the guy you want uh, when it comes to dynasty young quarterbacks. He's in that top tier. Um, when it, Does he come elite? too early to tell but when you have that what they're building around him in oakland he's on the right track so i like Derek carr as a dynasty uh rookie quarterback last two here let's go um hoyer's likely landing spot and value in a super flex league i don't want anything to do with brian hoyer wherever he goes he's just a stopgap quarterback uh nothing great and when is dynasty mike coming back well dynasty mike had a kid who like i said before mike runs mike has like ocd when it comes to scheduling 
the kid has thrown his schedule off drastically. He likes to train for marathons as well. So now he gets up with his kid. He gets up now at like four in the morning to go to the gym. Because Mike goes to the gym every single day. So now instead of going to the gym after work, he goes to the gym before work. Then he has to pick up his kid. So getting Mike back on a show consistently, it might even take a whole another year if he's able to come back. Right now we're just looking to have Mike on uh, spot times to get him on as a guest for the show. I know when he's done training for this marathon, he said he wants to get back on for some more shows as well. But between training for the marathon, having his daughter, uh, who's running around been nine months now, it's a little hard to get him back on. So he will be back sporadically, and hopefully we can get him back more consistently. But as of right now, it's definitely no guarantee. I know we all miss at Dynasty Nerd Mike. Last one of the show, been told Derek Henry will be taken ahead of my 1-4. My receivers are Watkins, Jeffrey Evans. Draft Dodson or trade for what that running back? If you trade for the running back, it's all going to depend on. You got to see who your options are first. Um, feel free to tw- tweet at me at Dynasty Rich when you see what those options are. Put the pick on the bo- you know, put the pick out there. See who's 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 available. If not, like I said before, take the best player available. Take Josh Dodson. You never go wrong in your rookie draft taking the best player available. It's the way you should do it. Never reach more than multiple spots to take that player because then you start missing, and then your team is even worse, and you have a longer rebuild. Take the best player available. You can never have too many good players on your dynasty team. Never. That's how you get better. The better players will allow you to trade for players that you need. So take Josh Dots in there. Uh, so that's it. That's it for the show. Uh, we'll be back next week with the NFL draft right around the corner. So Matt will be back next week as well. I told his ugly ass to stay home this week. I didn't need him here. Obviously, I did a show. We did not need him for the topics that we were covering. So I also said I'll give away an MFL 10 this week. Um, Again, you probably won't get your invite to the MFL 10 until the league fills up. But don't worry. If you win, you'll get the invite eventually. And I'll tweet at you uh, when you do get it. Because I'll put it in our records book here. Uh, So let's do a Twitter giveaway. Let's do something real simple. All you have to do is tweet out... uh, my favorite fantasy football podcast is the Dynasty Nerds podcast. Hashtag nerds rule. So as long as it says someone, something along those lines of my favorite podcast is the Dynasty Nerds podcast, even if it's not, I'm asking you to do a little fib here uh, and do the hashtag nerds rule. I will pick one of you, uh, maybe even two of you, to give these away a little sooner so we can fill the league up. Uh, yeah, I'll probably give away two. Let's do that. For this first contest, we'll give away two spots. I'm going to give away two MFL 10s. Again, it's, it's, a, it's a chance for you to win like 90 bucks. Uh, just tweet out my favorite podcast is the Nerds Podcast, hashtag Nerds Rule. Just make sure you use that hashtag. You can say something great about our podcast any way you want to. Just use that hashtag. Uh, that will go all the way up until like next Monday, which would be, yeah, next Monday. So we record a podcast on Tuesdays. Right then, I'll pick the winners just randomly. I'll count how many total entries there are. I'll put those entries in a number, random number calculator. They'll pick the winners for me, and uh, those will be the winners. We'll give away two MFL 10s for next week's show. I will announce the winners on the show next week. So, again, hashtag nerds rule. If you're on Twitter, make sure you follow us at Dynasty Nerds. You can follow me at Dynasty Rich. So if you have any Dynasty questions moving into the NFL draft or want to talk anything Dynasty, anything football, or anything else, hit me up. I'm there. I'm around. Uh, Again, always check out DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date rankings. 
We have over top 200 rankings. We have free ADP. We have rookie ADP. We have rookie rankings. We have awesome articles on there on a daily basis. Uh, and again, want to thank everybody for filling out that September Madness pools. It fell out that, that filled up 64 teams in 24 hours. So thank you, thank you. Also, if you want, if you think we should do another one, let me know. I think we're going to do another September Madness uh, league. I know some people missed out on it. It filled up again 64 teams in 24 hours. I was really happy with it. It's completely full. Uh, MFL just went back up. I think they're going up sometime today. But if you couldn't log in again. All invites went out for September Madness. If you did not get your invite and you paid your $20 entry fee, please email me. Please tweet at me. Uh, I know some people already did say they didn't get their invite, but every invite went out, and I sent them all out. So if you did sign up, check your emails, check your spam, make sure you sign up. Again, we can't have the draft until everybody signs up for September Madness. And let me know if you want to get another league going, signed up, so you can participate or maybe play twice in there. Uh, Again, your chance at September Madness, beat six teams, you win 800 bucks cash. Uh, make sure if you want to support the podcast, you can get on there and DynastyNerds.com and always buy Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. They are the most comfortable t-shirts in the world, guaranteed to make your high five intake increase dramatically. Hey, and there's a good chance your sex life will increase as well. So you can do that on DynastyNerds.com. Just click shop, buy the best t-shirt in the world. If you want to support the site uh, monetarily as well, we do have a donate page on there as well. All the money goes back into the website to host a podcast and pay the writers and make the site better. And if you want to hit support the site for free, you can always go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review, four-star review, whatever review you would like. So until then, guys, we'll be back next week. Have a good one. Later. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.